Hello and welcome to another episode of the EMG Health Podcast. I'm your host for today, Sam Boyassi, and it's a time to look back at March and reflect on the unprecedented month for pharma and the healthcare industry overall. I, for one, am actually recording this remotely, which is quite an interesting experience, I have to say, but anything we can do to ensure that you guys continue receiving our content consistently. So this time last month, the coronavirus outbreak was largely contained to Wuhan and treatment and vaccine programs were in their early stages. Since then, however, the virus has been redefined from an outbreak to a pandemic, forcing travel restrictions, border closures and lockdowns to contain its spread. In these challenging times, it is so important for us to focus on the hard work that the industry is doing to find both a treatment and vaccine candidates against COVID-19. So in our last review, I don't know if you listened to the February review that I did a month ago, but we basically spoke about Gilead's drug Remdesivir, which had shown promise after improving the condition of the first coronavirus patient in the US. Since then, work on this has been sped up, with multiple human clinical trials having begun across the world, and plenty of anecdotal evidence emerging that it is continuing to deliver positive results, which is fantastic. However, Gilead has faced challenges meeting the newfound demand for Remdesivir, and a few weeks ago they had to halt their compassionate use distribution of the drug so that these could be reviewed on a case-by-case basis. But last week, circulation of the drug was relaunched under an expanded access programme, which will allow Gilead to grant doctors access to the drug for use of multiple patients consecutively. Another treatment undergoing trials for its efficacy against COVID-19 is a combination of the anti-malaria drugs Plaquenil and chloroquine. Results of clinical trials are showing that 65 out of 80 patients administered with the pair have recovered and left hospital within five days, which is brilliant. Sandoz has donated 30 million doses of Plaquenil and Bayer has donated 1 million doses of chloroquine, which is enabling doctors to treat patients with these drugs whilst full testing is completed. Aside from the repurposing of existing treatments, however, there has been progress in developing new solutions to COVID-19. Again, last month we mentioned the vaccine efforts of Moderna Pharmaceuticals, and on the 16th of March they began their first phase of human clinical trials. Now, this is the first vaccine for COVID-19 to reach this milestone, which again is just brilliant, and I look forward to keeping up with that and keeping you guys posted on that too. But another promising vaccine candidate is from BioNTech and Pfizer, as their vaccine is due to start human clinical trials this April, which is particularly amazing uh, and really rapid collaboration effort, given that they really only agreed to do that in mid-March. And finally, the pharma giant Johnson & Johnson has announced a $1 billion deal with the US government to create enough manufacturing capacity to make more than 1 billion doses of their vaccine, which is due to start being tested in September. And the team has a primary vaccine as well as two backups and hope to have a candidate ready for distribution by early 2021. So again, that's one to look out for by Johnson Johnson. So in other news, whilst COVID-19 is the main priority for the pharma industry at the moment, we also want to take a moment to highlight a couple of positive stories from other areas of the industry, which I think have perhaps fallen below the radar during this period. So certainly worth mentioning and highlighting. So in early March, I don't know if you guys know, but Eli Lilly took a bold step to help elderly patients in the US with diabetes. So Lilly are one of the largest makers of insulins in the US and have committed to start supplying the Medicare program for senior citizens. 
The move is designed to reduce the cost of insulin for older patients who are currently paying over $100 per prescription. But under the new system, this will be reduced to an outlay of $35 per prescription. Uh, and they're hoping to roll that out in 2021. Another positive story to emerge was the 70% drop in hepatitis C cases in the UK. A study of five clinics across London and Brighton, conducted by the Imperial College Healthcare NHS Trust, has found that cases have fallen from a peak of 14 per 1,000 people in 2015 to 4 per 1,000 in 2018. So this demonstrates the effectiveness of all new hepatitis C treatments which pharma has developed and made available in recent years. So that's all that I'm going to cover for this month. A lot has been going on and I think that's enough for us to digest at the moment. Whilst these are uncertain times, it is reassuring, however, to reflect on the actions and collaborations taking place to tackle this pandemic. And I'm sure there'll be lots more to keep our eyes on over the next few months. We'll be reporting on the virus as it unfolds. So we do have a couple of um, bonus episodes planned coming right from the front line of doctors working for the NHS, as well as patients who were previously diagnosed positive, but have happily recovered from that. So we have interviewed people like that and those bonus episodes will be with you soon. On top of that, I just wanted to mention a kind of specific page that we created on the EMG Health COVID-19 website. So there we not only include updates, but we've also recently found a way that we can match hospitals and healthcare providers that need urgent supplies at this time with potentially pharmaceutical companies and medical device companies who are able to meet that demand and fulfil that requirement of necessary supplies and products, so to say. So it's a really, really fantastic initiative. And if you do know anyone who needs supplies or who can provide supplies, please go and check out that page on the EMG Health COVID-19 website. Thanks for listening. See you again next time on the EMG Health Podcast. And please stay safe out there and keep us posted on any other updates that you would like us to report on. Thank you and see you next time.